Welcome to Inside Motorsports, Tony Whitlock, I'm at Phillip Island. It's a uh, opening round, no, it's the second round of uh, this year's championship, the opening round of the GT championship. And I'm here with Stefan Rattel, um, who is here, of course, looking over all his, his, his many categories around the world. Welcome back to Australia. I'm very happy to be here and very happy to be, normally I come always here for the Bathurst uh, 12 hours. And this time this year, I, I came for the first round of Panatec GT World Challenge Australia, powered by AWS. Indeed. Um, and of course, uh, this is my fifth day at Phillip Island this year. It's the second meeting in a row. Um, and I've got another one next weekend. Next weekend is the 70th anniversary of uh, PIAC, the Phillip Island Auto Racing Club, 70 years ago. And um, so it's a proud history of this club. It's a beautiful circuit. Yeah. I, I had visited it once. Uh, back in like 2010 when I was looking for an Australian round of uh, the FIGT1 World Championship and I had the privilege to visit the circuit with the owner at the time and um, we couldn't unfortunately organize a race here so I'm, I'm but I, I know it's one of the most beautiful circuits in the world and to see it a day like this on full sunshine is it's really a privilege and very nice. Yeah indeed um, and of course there have been quite a few changes, nothing sort of substantial since you were last here with the category because it's changed hands and it's it's now under a different uh, um, scenario where it's part of a, a group of categories that are run by ARG, Australian Racing Group. Um, fundamentally though, uh, the GT Championship is still fundamentally the same as it was. It's, um, yeah, the last time I, I saw it and I visited a specific round of, uh, by the time Australian GT, uh, was in, um, in New Zealand. I was invited by Tony Quinn to yep. this beautiful circuit near Queenstown. And, um, and uh, I, was already, I was impressed at the time by the quality of the grid. Um, I think it was like 26 GT3 cars. Um, but for some reason, things went from, from good to too bad and uh, and the, the championship was a bit in trouble and uh, then we were called by um, Motorsport Australia into a tender to, to for the promotion of the championship and to our great surprise especially since it was in the middle of the pandemic where we absolutely couldn't come to Australia we were awarded uh, jointly with uh, ARG the co-promotion of the championship and our idea base idea was to say okay we should rename it we should restructure it and and bring it back bring it together with our global fanatic gt world challenge um, and i think uh, the australian federation liked the idea so we we transform it from australian gt championship into in fanatic gt world challenge australia powered by aws that brought some sponsors some financial support to the series which i think is welcome and we're starting to rebuilding it we also brought the 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 the, the, the regulation that we have successfully um, run in uh, in different parts of the world and bring it back out of a of a, of a complete global challenge which what it is today because we have a, a fanatic general challenge um, Europe, which was the first one, America, Asia, and now Australia, which is a total of 29 race events on four continents. 
and this year we have registered about 120 different cars and you have to see it like a across custom a number of across, manufacturers exactly yeah. across and the, the concept was to say that all these GT3 manufacturers have built customer racing departments and um, the objective is to sell cars in different parts of the world and to have them run by good teams and to support here and there with some factory drivers. So it became a global, we wouldn't call it a championship, but a global challenge, customer racing challenge. Uh, who has the best result across all these championships and you score points not only overall but across the various classes and across all these, these, these events around the world and um, it's working well. I mean last year we had seven manufacturers entered globally um, and it's um, it has continued to, to grow so we're, we're very happy with it. Um, that very man you mentioned before, Tony Quinn, is not competing here this weekend because he sold his car, yeah. which is on its way to New Zealand, or if not already, um, and he's got a Mercedes coming um, with, through his affiliation with Triple Eight. Um, there was a, a change for this year for um, the 12-hour in becoming a Pro-Am only. Um, because of the pandemic, it's likely there won't be many uh, overseas no, the, teams. No, the fact that we, we, the fact that the date was changed, you know, the the, the sports car, the global sports car, and uh, in general, and GT calendar in particular, is extremely busy. We have a lot of races around the world, um, and um, and it's uh, you know when, once you change the date from the traditional first weekend of February date which I be, believe contributed to the success of the event, and you put it in May, which is basically during the, the, the European season, especially in a date that clashes with one of our European rounds where many of the drivers and teams are involved, top drivers and top teams are, are, are involved. Uh, that makes it very difficult for both the, the, the team, the drivers and the manufacturer to attend. Um, Therefore, the only way either we were just taking it out of the Intercontinental GT for this year or we were finding a compromise, which I think was important for the event promoter and also for ourselves, which was to say, okay, this event will run and the top category will be program only, which can generate some interest of, of, of uh, you know, drivers that normally wouldn't have attended and we say, okay, then it's great, let, let's go, we can win for once, we can win. Yep. The Bathurst 10 hours overall, so yeah. that's the idea. Okay. Um, and this year's championship, I mean, you, you would have looked at the calendar for here and seen it's it's a fair spread of tracks around Australia. No, I think, I think the, you know, the, the grid we have here this weekend is, uh, is good. We can, we can grow from there to have the nucleus of, of three uh, GT4 cars, which could eventually bring more. Um, it's a, I think it's a good step in the right direction. Um, we, we have, the, the, after some difficult years, it seems to be starting on the right foot and, and, pro, and there is certainly room for development. You know, for me, it's really a sign when I come on an event like this, uh, usually I have some drivers and team coming and telling me, ah, you have to change it, you have to change that, and things are not good, ALG, whatever, the Australian uh, Motorsport Australia, they're not doing this, they're not doing that. And I have to say, so far, I've had very little reaction. I think uh, the changes we brought last year into, you know, all what we do, the format, the, 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 the driver categorization, the balance of performance, the, all of these, I, 
I want to believe I've restored some peace in this paddock, and, uh, and from what I see, uh, the, the competitor seems to be reasonably pleased. Otherwise, I'm sure they would tell me. Uh, I hope it's not complacency as to why they're not uh, having a, a whinge or a complaint, but anyway. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I don't think they're shy usually. They would no, tell me. no, no. They usually don't stand back and go, oh no, <laughs> after you. No, right. <laughs> Um, just you hiked on and touched on the GT4 thing. Um, there's been some manufacturer interest, but uh, not a lot, not a large amount yet. Do you think that will be the direction in the GT4? GT4 is a yeah. huge success, huge success. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in Europe, we're literally refusing people. We have more, you know, we have, I don't know, 12, 14 different manufacturers right. producing cars. I mean, and with new ones coming, I mean, GT4 is a, we have something like 15 different licenses around the world from from China to Russia which is not the best place at the moment to have a license but from uh, you know South America everywhere and it's, okay. it's really usually what's the essential difference between GT3 and GT4 what's the, the big no, difference no the, the GT4 is is, is, is a, a more affordable category with cars which are a lot closer to the road car origin so they are cheaper to, to, to purchase they are cheaper to run uh, I mean, cheaper is not the right term. They will cost less cost expensive. Effect, less expensive, let's yeah. put it this way, um, to run, and they have they have their success. And um, you know, usually they develop better when they are part of a, a, a different championship than when they are a second division. Yeah. Uh, but for the moment, it's good. You know, before we reach with GT3 only a 30, you know, 26, 30 car grid. I think they're, they're, it's good to have some, some GT4. So is GT4 the direction you think it'll go in No, future? no, I think, you know, we, they are welcome. And if we can grow a nucleus of enough cars, then, you know, a grid or part of the grid will attract more cars. And eventually it's, it's good to develop the class anyway. Yeah. Okay. You know, not everybody has the financial resource to run in GT3. So if we can develop also GT4, and also we are in Europe, and uh, we, we, you know, we're also developing GT2, which are which is an in between, which are cars which are um, uh, closer to to the GT3 in terms of look and performance, but closer to the GT4 in terms of cost. So it's a good compromise, and that also may emerge uh, progressively also here in Australia as part of this championship. Okay. Um, one last one. Um, formats. Traditionally in Australia, we haven't run longer race formats. You know, it's a, it's a country of, you know, short and sharp and get another one on, another one on, you know, get another carry. Here we've now gone with this one hour uh, races, one Saturday, one, Saturday, one Sunday. Um, and that obviously plays into the hands of what a GT car is about, you know, going yeah. further, not, not short distance, not sprint races as such. That the compromise we found years ago in a category which is traditionally linked to long distance racing and to keep the long distance, I mean, I would say the first characteristic of long distance racing is that you change drivers. Yep. So, you know, and it's the minimum format in terms of time and cost while keeping the spirit of long distance racing with changing drivers and especially in a championship that mixes sprint and endurance, because now there are two endurance rounds uh, as part of the championship. And I think it's a, it's a good, it's the best combination we found of uh, also the, the, the financing of it and the cost of it. 
because, because if you have if we, yeah, exactly if you have only long distance races, I mean the cost every lap you do with a race car in terms of tires, brakes, I mean <laughs> mechanics yes. cost cost money, um, and therefore it's a good compromise to keep the the essence of of, of endurance racing while having some short races that are not too expensive, while having two drivers where eventually both can contribute to the cost of the car. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, and it has worked, it's a, it's a concept that has worked everywhere around the world. One of the things that, um, you know, in Australia, we have, you know, a number of places like Bathurst, um, uh, Phillip Island, Tail and Bend, longer circuits, you know, five, six kilometres sort of thing. But then we've got a number of them that are two kilometres and thereabouts, which... Like everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, they're, they're tracks that really, you know, don't sustain the idea of an hour's racing because you're going past so quickly, so many times, it's just very easy to get, you know, laps, you know, cars lapped and all those sort but of things. But I think that the selection of circuit I see on the calendar, most of them are maybe the longer tracks where we can do long longer distance racing. I mean, I've, I was asking this morning why I said, oh, for example, the, the GT didn't go to Tasmania. So oh, maybe the circuit is not perfectly suited by for this type of car. So I think uh, ARG is selecting the, the track which are more suitable for, yeah. for the category, which well, is quite normal. There it's a 50 second lap and therefore yeah. too easy to go down a lap and suddenly you've just... Um, so where do you go from here? What's your next port of call? I have a very busy schedule. You know, SRO, we promote 14 championships around the world. So <laughs> Only? 100 and I think this year 115 races, 57 different events we're involved with. So, you know, it's a lot of, uh, lot of travel for me. Um, the next event, uh, the moment I come, I... I, I go to um, the moment I land the next day. I'll be in the, at the Red Bull Ring for some testing yep. with GT2 cars, which is a, a category we very much develop at the moment. Um, because I'm also back in in racing. I would never really. Uh, well, I saw before I'm too old. I should. It's my passion, and I should go back at it. So after 20 years of not racing, I restarted last year, and uh, and we have some tests at the Red Bull Ring for the Fanatec GT2 European Series. Um, and then we shortly after, we're going to have the first uh, European round with Imola. Uh, and then we'll have the first American round where I go to uh, Sonoma in California. Yep. And so on, and so on, and so on. Where's your hometown? So, Rome, Italy. Okay, okay. Rome, and do you Italy. get back there in June or May or no no I go back between each trip I have a family. each trip you go each trip I go I go back fresh to, clothes I go back to what I do I arrive uh, Monday lunchtime and Tuesday morning I leave for the Red Bull but at least I I see the family and uh, I go two days and then I come back three days and I go two days and I try to make short trip many of them but short to always come back home all right well thank you very much for joining home us back on. home to Rome hey, hey. <laughs> A wonderful uh, Stefan Rattel uh, at Phillip Island GTs. Great to meet you again. Thank you. Thank you. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.